Welcome to another edition of Hit the Lights podcast. Today I've got with me Kerry Cranis from CTS Electrical Services. How are we doing, Kerry? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, thank you. Glad to be um, recording again. Um, it's good to be with yourself. Oh, thank you very much. So for the listeners at home, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Oh, okay. Um, I'm based in Swindon, Wiltshire. Um, I'm the managing director and owner of Cranus Technology Services Limited. Um, it's a company that is um, about 11 years old. Um, I've been working for the company for eight years um, before I took over. Um, my husband, Darren Cranus is now working for the ECA as a technical manager. Um, so it was his baby um, and I've taken over um, and hopefully going to take us in a, a new direction and, and grow the business. Oh, that's really that's really interesting. So what what were you doing prior to stepping into the business? So um, I left school and went to uni to train and be a, a secondary school teacher. So I went to Loughborough University and did industrial design and technology, um, went and did my PGCE. Um, and for 10 years, I was a secondary, um, essentially, design technology teacher, but woodwork, metalwork, food, textiles. Um, and I was a middle leader for eight years. Um, so lots of transferable skills. But my background was actually in um, education. Oh, OK, that, that's um, obviously really interesting that you've you've taken taken a bit of a quite a leap to come into the electrical industry. Yes. Um, seeing up until the point when when we had our first child, Joshua, it, my profession, my career was always going to be in teaching. And um, when we had Jay, the um, the dynamics changed. I wanted to be there for my for my family um for my child um and Darren who was a workaholic was working 16 hour days and something had to give and for me it was it was teaching because there was there was more benefit focusing on the family unit including mm. the company than um than education so I jumped the chance of, of um start of working with Darren and spending more time with with the boys right okay so you didn't go um, into a, a site-facing role, you went into the management aspects of the business straight away. Yeah, I went into. Um, con- I was a contracts manager. Um, we have um, a contract we've been on for the last eight years um, with a telecommunications company. So I've been managing them basically for um, for the last eight years. It's a mad contract. Um, it's so hectic and there is so much problem solving and um fast paced deadlines that it's that it's crazy um but i do love it um and that's where my role it, we weren't too sure if even if it was going to work when i first started but i i managed to carve out this this role for myself which is then now leading on to taking over all of the company <laughs> Yeah. Did you, did you find you had to, to shadow quite early on um, to learn a lot of the skills or did you transfer most of the skills from your, your previous life as a teacher? Well, Loughborough is 
such an ex- at such an amazing university they have such high expectations from you that the PGCE was unbearable the amount of intense expectations and deadlines so that led so beautifully into my teaching career which has led into um, my contract management so my ability to manage and organize has, has been has been really utilized over the years there wasn't really anyone to to shadow so I've just had to learn on the go but now it's usually, now, the, be- it's usually the best way to be fair yes um and obviously we we had a um a couple of couple of months well a month handover before Darren left the business but as work was so hectic anyway it, it didn't really allow for shadowing but I'm on a um help to grow management course that's um endorsed by the government um and that's really helping me with my knowledge that I need for management because I haven't got any I feel like I'm on the on the back foot because I haven't got any business management skills Mm. so that's where I'm I'm working on developing that no that's that's I mean that's that's fantastic obviously it I think the key to competence is always knowing what you don't know isn't it and um if if you're you're seeking the the additional support so how what about the help to grow management course is is that something you would uh, definitely recommend to to others in similar positions slash running their own businesses is there a lot to be gained from that course um so much it's it's heavily funded by the government there are well I, I'm doing mine based at um University of West of England so at Bristol we've got a fantastic business school they've got really fantastic um lecturers delivering the um sessions most of which are online the cohort that we're in we've all got a whatsapp group and we share ideas and we talk about um how it is for us and I did a, a post earlier on about um how running a business can be quite lonely and it can be because you're just faced with problems and issues and people wanting things from you and it's really refreshing to actually have a group of similar people and you can say oh my word is it like this for you and knowing that you're not alone with these individual struggles and and talking through about how can we manage this or how can we sort out this going forwards um it's really really helpful so it's not just about you're paying for the the content there is so much to gain through the mentoring and the sharing of ideas of people in the same boat Mm. yeah definitely yeah do you find it's it's people operating at a similar level to yourself then yes um obviously we're all business owners or um in management positions looking to grow um where however you interpret that whether it's taking on more employees taking on more custom growing and developing it's we're all there for the same thing um obviously after covid we're all wanting to grow our businesses back to um where we where we were where we where we hoped we would be um before the pandemic so um i think it's a great opportunity to um to utilize that learning um especially whilst the funding is available it's um i would i would recommend it yeah did did you find you had you suffered setbacks then through the pandemic i was 
furloughed so um and the rest of the team were furloughed until the the construction tree was allowed to reopen and, and restart work the only person that continued throughout the pandemic was was Darren so my focus was was home learning it was it took a little while for me to cut to get back into my role because I'd been out of it for so long to be perfectly honest I don't think I've I don't think we've ever been so busy following the pandemic I think it's really altered people's um opinions of how they use their home their business their their surroundings and now they're investing money time and effort into making those improvements Mm. so if it's a domestic property they want extra sockets here there and everywhere and they want um they want an an ev charger on the house because they've realized they don't want to spend x amount of money on the fuel so they're gonna they've converted to or going to convert to an ev or hybrid but even in terms of business premises, they're looking at um, energy saving um, improvements to to their to their workplace. So the the amount of work we've got has um, has increased considerably, which is fantastic for us. But it is a it is a challenge as a manager to to fit it all in. <laughs> yeah. Do you find you've had to become a little bit more uh, flexible with the working? Yes, definitely. Obviously, I've still got I've still got children, so. Um, in my role, I have to I have to fit it around um, drop off, pick up and when when the inquiries come in. So um, there may be evenings, there may be weekends where I'm having to work. But being such a um, big advocate of mental health, um, I do recognise when the time when I need to take time out for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's an afternoon, I might go go. Um, shooting I might go and sit in the garden I I recognize when when I've done enough or where my head's at the point where I'm just not going to be productive enough and I I, I need to take some time out before the kids come back and it becomes all chaotic um, for the evening um, prior to them going to bed (laughs) yeah yeah, every every home in the country is like that isn't it Um, so what what are some of the day-to-day challenges that you face then as, as part of your your role there is only me in the management team. Um, and I was actually saying to one of our partners earlier on this week, no one can can really understand how manic this contract is and how demanding it is. You can have a de- you can have a few days where it's really nice and quiet. And then all of a sudden the questions and the emails and the, the inquiries come in like a machine gun and you're trying to catch all of the all of the answers and reply and 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 meet all of those things being thrown at you and it's impossible to keep up i'm i'm at the point where i'm thinking do i need any extra admin help to manage this side of things but because it can be quiet some days and intense on others there isn't enough work to to share like a full-time responsibility and when it's when it's not um, regular, when it's coming in, there's not a part-time opportunity. So I think at the moment it is just taking it as it comes. Sure. Is that is that part of the the plan to grow? Then eventually you will have enough to be able to share. Yes, um, we we are looking at the moment. We've got three full-time um, employees um, at CTS. We've got um, con- subcontractors that we use. 
Um, we're looking at taking on um, an apprentice in September and what I would call an improver because I'm not too sure what other phrase you would use um, but we're, we're having some issues at the moment with um, onboarding the improver but we're expanding our installation and on the on the road team but that will in turn mean that the uh, office staff will need to grow as well I think. Is, is that some of the the big picture issues that you're facing running the business then? Yes um, having having Darren grow the business and grow grow it to this point he was a very transactional leader he did so much because it was his baby and he um, developed the staff um, into such fantastic individuals and trained to such a high quality that there became I believe from from seeing from doing the management course I can see that there there were he held their hands a lot because he did so much he did the 16 hour days in order to make their lives as easy as possible which is great on the one hand but if we're going to develop further you can't keep doing everything to make their life easier they've got to take some of that ownership to do like preparing their materials in order for us all to transform and move forwards together if that yeah. makes sense yes it does um, yeah, definitely so um and obviously little old me i i can't sort the materials out because i wouldn't know what what materials they are um they could end up with a bunch of jo- chocolate frogs for a site <laughs> which is not gonna be uh not gonna be helpful at all <laughs> yeah so, I mean, how how do you cope with the the technical the technical aspects of the business? Um, we've got a, a qualifying supervisor, which is Rob. He is our go-to in terms of um, if a technical inquiry comes in or a question gets posed by by a customer, my such and such doesn't work. I will direct them. Um, I'll I'll take the take the information. I'll, I'll approach Rob. Um, as an ECA member, we do have um, access to the technical helpline, which we do utilise because there are, as a, in my role, I wasn't worried about going about taking on the company, not knowing um, enough technical knowledge, because I do know there are other companies owned by women who aren't electricians and knowing there is so much support out there. If you need to ask those questions you don't have to know it all to run a company in the electrical industry obviously even the guys um because they are so 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 great i mean i'm so lucky to have the team that i have got i'll pose a question on on whatsapp and they'll they'll each come back with their with their response really quickly so i'm i'm well supported with with technical backup when and if i need it yeah, I and mean, what what advice would you give to someone? I, I suppose it, I suppose sex is is re- irrelevant in the conversation. I suppose anyone who's entering into a similar role to yourself, what would be like the key? Say, let's say three things that you would advise them to do. Oh, oh, you've caught me. Um, <laughs> I would say um, be open. I am, as you can see from my. Um, social media I am 
really quite open and honest I've got nothing to hide in terms of how I present myself and I'm not saying that I'm an electrician I'm not saying I've got I've got all of the answers but I do know somebody that I can get an answer from if you're open and you're honest about yourself and your own ability um the the guys that I work with I believe know that together we make a great team I don't have to I don't have to be the best in absolutely everything in order to run the business so be open and honest um be willing to learn I'm I'm obviously signing up for the help to grow I've become a mental health first aider I learn so much (laughs) uh, about how to manage people how to manage clients how to do the accountancy and stuff like that so I'm I'm learning all the time and if you're not willing to learn it's not definitely not the route for you and have faith in your team if there is any doubt that the team you've got aren't the right team then don't do it um I actually interestingly enough there was um a slide on um, the course, the Help to Grow course this week about the Charge of the Light Brigade by Tennyson, about basically all all of the soldiers were following the orders. But even though that somebody had made a blunder, they all went forward together as a team, as a unit. Um, and I it struck a chord with me because I believe that my team, we are always there. We're always working together. Um, and if we didn't have such a team that I have complete and utter faith in, I, I don't I couldn't I couldn't have signed up. I couldn't have agreed to take the company on because I couldn't see it working. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely does. Yeah, no, team team is always very important, isn't it? You've got to have, I think, uh, trust as well. I think it's a big part of that as well, knowing that you can oh, trust totally. that. Yeah, yeah, totally. It Com- comes without trust for me and, and and the guys comes without even even saying it it's it's just i trust them implicitly no, which, that's, which that's is brilliant. great yeah yeah no that's that's uh, you know I'd, I'd agree with all of those sentiments that's um good points i mean you've you obviously mentioned about um uh, darren stepping away from the business does he still have a hand in it at all is he still um interested in your development and taking it forward Oh, well, it is interesting. He's obviously working for the ECA um, as a technical manager. He's just finished his Project 18 Roadshow. Um, The conversations around the dinner table will always come back to work because we're both based in the electrical industry. So um, there will always be um, discussions of, or how did that project come about? Or um, how did did that client take up on that um, estimate or... Um, how did the the guys navigate um, this um, project? Um, so there will always be an input, but it's it's not a professional input at all. He is um, he's completely removed from the business. He is fully if you cut him in half, he's ECA through and through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. And I think I needed that anyway because it's hard enough, I think, taking over a company. But if you've got somebody that's over your shoulder like overlooking you and questioning every decision you make um that would make it completely impossible to put your own stamp on a company or to make changes or to grow because you're going to be 
held back by this person over your shoulder all the time yeah no I, I mean I I completely get that obviously I under probably slightly different circumstances stepped into a role of, of being MD in the past and I still had very much an owner overlooking my shoulder and it, it became yeah. an impossible task in the end yeah yeah I can imagine um, because so yeah. that, that when you've when you've got a company that's that somebody's grown and built there is so much um emotion attached to that um that I was even thinking last night about about um the call the company was Darren's baby um and for those of you that don't know that we we actually lost our second child Poppy she was stillborn um and whilst I had a, a few years of really poor mental health Darren put everything into the company and the connotation of the company being his baby there must have been a, a, a real feeling of loss when he had to hand it over mm. which is like the maternal loss that I have felt of not having Poppy around um but it is really really encouraging when he says oh I like those changes that you've made um I think you're doing a great job because for him to be proud of me is is really important because I'm I'm trying to um I'm, I'm still trying to to lead the business in the way that he set us up on this on these excellent foundations but more it's yeah. that, that it's yeah. that pushing forward and and um developing that I'm really looking forward to making a difference on no no def- definitely yeah no obviously if you've got foundations and it's been passed over with blessing then uh, yeah you, you're on good footing already aren't you so that's yeah. a that's a key aspect um what this might be a bit of a leading question and you don't necessarily have to answer it in a, in a technical manner but what what are some of the issues you believe that are facing the industry at the moment oh so there is a lot um, of people out there in the industry that are ready to bash the industry. They're ready to to put it down um, and criticise it. Um, and I'm not I'm not that type of person. I what I've loved about the electrical industry um, whilst I've been um, employed by CTS is the organisations out there that are looking to help us, um, they're not against us. They're not trying to trick us or anything like that. I believe they're genuinely there to help us. I personally would like to see that there is one voice that we all adhere to, one set of standards, regulations, and we are all singing from the same hymn sheet. Because I think when people or organisations start interpreting things in their own way and that then gathers followers that then interpret things in their own way it can become skewed and the message can be lost. I think that particularly like with the apprentices and the improvers there's so much to be done um, with the youth wanting to enter the industry 
I've seen comments on social media about there's no one out there. There's no one out there that wants to um, become an apprentice. I'm coming across so many. And if I could, I'd take them all on because giving them a chance and giving the next generation the opportunity that um, they need is huge. I appreciate some companies aren't in the in the right position to offer um, an apprentice a shot. Um, some companies, I think, I hate to say it, do think it as a chance of some cheap labour. So they take them on for a little while and then get rid. Our guys started as apprentices with us. Um, so we do really fully embrace taking them in, um, teaching them, developing them, harnessing their skills to become great at their job. Um, so I'm looking forward for when Curtis, um, our apprentice, can start with us. The issue that I'm having with our improver, I think, is already documented um, and known in the industry, but I wasn't aware that um, the chap that we're trying to onboard, Ethan, he has he was directed by the college to do a full time level three course, mm. which he's going to complete in June. And the college is not interested in what happens after. They've essentially told Ethan to go to Trade Skills for You and some other organisations and spend six grand on then developing, then becoming fully qualified. And for a 17, 18 year old student, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I was from the education background because that's not what education's about. We shouldn't be advising anyone to take on a course for a year just because it gets bums on seats and funding from the government to operate that course. If it's not going to give that individual at the end the qualifications and the skills that they need to enter the industry. Yeah, de- I mean, yeah, can't couldn't agree more. The you know, the amount of qualifications there are in this industry, the the changing back and forth of, um, you know, the titles, the numbers, everything from you know city and guilds and all all the other establishments that that hand out the courses do make it incredibly confusing. I mean, when I when I joined, there was, I mean, I only understood it as obviously the two three three zero your MVQ and then two three nine one and there's so many variables now if you were to look at um you know competence assessments of what can be on the back of a jib card yeah um there's so much variance out there now um but yeah i think i think you're right in terms of taking on apprentices i think it's very key isn't it to take on apprentices and grow your company organically with the contracts rather than okay we need x number of labor we need we or we've got this contract we need to fulfill and making suit each other it's much better to take it on organically and accept that you've got a three-year period with that person to develop them and then at at the end hopefully you can retain rather than having to let anybody go oh totally um my business mentor um used the phrase it's about evolution not revolution um which is which is perfect because we do want to slowly evolve and, and and develop over over time rather than completely transform in a short period of time and it not be sustainable or 
they're in one minute and they're out the next. It, that's not that's not how we are. So we are slowly evolving. That's a brilliant way to end it, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do have one more question for you, though. It's, it's a question I ask to everyone. Okay. What's your favourite movie? Oh, there are so many. I am a, a Tom Cruise fan. I do love Tom Cruise. Um, I can't wait for the new Top Gun to come out. I would say necessarily, I would say Mission Impossible. I really like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. And maybe that links so beautifully with my job because it does seem at times that it's Mission Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fair fair choice. (laughs) What's your favourite film? I've probably covered it before, but Braveheart is my one. Braveheart. I know there's there's historical inaccuracies in it, and um, it, it actually oh. led me to reading up quite a lot about you know Robert the Bruce. Is it's allowed? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's um, it's got a bit of everything for me. It's got you know the romance, the violence. It's got a bit of everything. Oh, nice, nice. I might see if I can uh, find that on one of my streaming channels to rewatch. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's three plus hours, so commit some good time to it. <laughs> That's tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you, Kerry. And, um, you know, thank you very much again for appearing. No worries. No worries. It's been lovely to talk to you. Lovely. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening.